Hello. Today we're going to be doing another episode of Trendy or Timeless. This is when I look at fashion trends that are hot right now, and I discuss whether I think they're trendy or they're timeless. And I discuss what I think of them overall. You know, is this a trend that I like? Is this a trend that I hate? Etc. So let's get right into it. This episode is presented by Haagen-Dazs. It's love at first bite with the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche bar featuring rich caramel Dulce de Leche ice cream swirled with thick, milky Dulce de Leche ribbons and dipped in milk chocolate. Indulgent? Yes. The perfect way to treat yourself? Absolutely. Find at retailers nationwide. That's Dawes. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. At eBay, authentic is always in season. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means their handbag experts are making sure your arm candy is nothing short of the real thing. They're checking all the details from the leather to the logo, carry-all or clutch. We all love a handbag that turns heads. Knowing it's the real deal makes it that much sweeter. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you'll carry with confidence. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try opening moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. Now, before I start, I must say that it's harder to pinpoint trends now. You know, the trend cycle moves so fast because of the internet that it can be hard at any given moment to quite put a finger on what the trends exactly are. Just because I swear to God, they're changing every day And also, there are so many at any given moment. There are so many trends at any given moment. But these are the things that I've been noticing. These are the things that you've been noticing. Some of these are things that you tweeted at me on the Twitter at AG Podcast because I asked you to tell me what you've been noticing trend-wise recently. So anyway, let's get started. Ballet flats. I can't believe that ballet flats are a trend. Like, it is blowing my mind. But what I can't believe even more is that I want a pair. I remember when I was in third or fourth grade, ballet flats were all the rage. You know, all the cool girls wore ballet flats. And I had a few pairs. And I love them. They were comfortable. They were cute. I wore them with everything. And then I remember high school rolled around. And if I would see somebody wearing ballet flats, I would gag. I hated them. I was repulsed by them. And then when they started to come back in more recently, I was like, 
I was kind of on the fence at first. But then I started to see people styling them in completely new ways. And I became intrigued. And I was like, honestly, I kind of want a pair. You know, my favorite way I've seen ballet flats be styled recently is in a completely untraditional way. You know, taking straight leg, high water slacks paired with a sweater, maybe with a little collared shirt underneath and a leather jacket. And then pairing that vibe with ballet flats, which is so great because, you know, the sort of style that I just described, the straight leg, high water sort of pants with a sweater and maybe a collared shirt, maybe a leather jacket. That is a style that you would normally see paired with sneakers or boots or loafers you know, a more masculine silhouette, like boxy shape of that kind of outfit is not often seen with a ballet flat. I love the daintiness of the shoe mixed with the sort of stiffer work-like attire of the rest of the outfit. I just think it's so good. So I think mixing ballet flats into outfits to add a little kiss of daintiness, a feminine, you know, silhouette or whatever. I think it's very cool. So I actually do think that ballet flats are timeless. Wearing a sort of classic outfit, like straight leg pants, sweater, collared shirt, and then pairing it with ballet flats, I think that will never be not cool. But leaning into the sort of ballet aesthetic of ballet flats and pairing ballet flats with, say, a knit pant that flares or pairing the ballet flats with leg warmers in little bows and stuff like that, leaning into the ballet aesthetic of the ballet flat. That to me is trendy. I don't think that that's going to last. Just because it's so heavily stylized, I think a lot of times trends that are heavily themed, for example, the sort of ballet aesthetic trend or a Western trend, like people wearing cowboy hats and cowboy boots in plaid. I think that whenever there's a trend that is too themed, it tends to not last as long. It tends to lean more trendy and less timeless because it's just so themed that it starts to look gimmicky over time. Whereas taking a little piece, for example, just taking the ballet flats out of the sort of ballet style aesthetic and pairing it with other things works because the shoes on their own are timeless. Like I have fun with things sometimes that are just trendy where in the moment I know that it's going to be cringy to me in a few years or something, but alas, you know, I want to enjoy it anyway. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's fun to be trendy sometimes. So again, I don't think there's anything wrong with being trendy. So in conclusion, ballet flats themselves, timeless. The ballet aesthetic, the leg warmers, the little bows, the little you know, ballet-inspired clothing pieces, 
all being paired together, that is trendy. And that will be cringed at later. Unless you're actually in ballet class. If you're actually at ballet class, that will never not be timeless because you're at ballet class. Like that's what the clothes are meant for is for you in ballet class. Whereas wearing it on the streets as sort of a style, I think that's just trendy, but don't get me wrong. It's cute. So I totally get it. I'm just saying next we have mini scarves. I've been seeing mini scarves for the last year or so. And I think that they're kind of goofy, but I get it. So mini scarves are basically like a teeny little strip of fabric (laughs) that are the length of a normal scarf that you wear like a scarf, but they're not meant for function. Okay. They're meant for fashion only. Okay. They're not going to be keeping your neck warm. They're an inch wide. Okay. And I've seen them styled in interesting ways because obviously normally you associate a scarf with winter time, but the way that these scarves are being styled is that they're being worn with more spring and summer style outfits. So you're seeing like someone wearing a tank top or a tube top and a skirt with like the teeny little thin, virtually useless scarf. At first, I didn't like this trend because I thought it was just kind of silly. I was like, the scarf is not keeping you warm. Like, so it kind of looks stupid. And I don't want to use the word stupid because there's nothing like just because I don't like a trend doesn't mean it's not great. You know what I'm saying? It's just my opinion. So I don't want to insult anyone because that's not my goal in life. Okay. But keep in mind that, you know, I don't know everything. So like at first I saw these mini scarves and I thought that they were stupid. Okay. That was the first word that came to my mind when I saw them. But then as time went on, I was like, you know what? I kind of get it. It's cute. I actually get it. It's a vibe. I don't know why it's a vibe. I can't actually put a finger on it even to this day why I like it, but now I actually get it and I like it. I think it is trendy to be wearing a little mini scarf. And the reason for that is because it's not functional. I feel like in order for something to be timeless, it, it must be functional. Something that's a slight gimmick will get old, but something that is useful will last forever, you know? So like a thick, warm winter scarf is timeless because every winter we need a scarf. A thin little useless scarf that is the same length and the same style as a normal scarf, just thinner and more useless, kind of makes no sense. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think it's going to be a timeless piece. But I have actually grown to really love this trend I haven't worn it yet, but when I see it out and about, I'm like, it's cute. I get it. I get it now. It makes sense to me now. Something about it clicked for me. And so I apologize for ever thinking that the trend was stupid. Again, I've worn stupid things in the past. The word stupid is honestly not the right word to be using right now, um, but I don't have a better word. So that's what we're using. I guess ridiculous could be a better word. That's a better word. I should have said ridiculous this whole time, but I said stupid. And now I probably hurt someone's feelings. But please, don't let me hurt your feelings, okay? It's not worth it. And my opinion doesn't matter. Next, let's talk about excessive layering. This is another trend I've been seeing, and I actually really love it. Imagine this, okay? Somebody's wearing a pair of bootleg pants, and then over top, they have a mini skirt. And then 
they're wearing a t-shirt, a tight t-shirt with a short tank top over that with like a sort of sheer bra top over that. Okay. Excessive layering. I love excessive layering. Okay. I actually think it's timeless if it's done right. Because what I think is so cool about it is it's taking clothes that you already have in your closet and then layering them on top of each other to create more dimension and more texture in the outfit to make the outfit more interesting and to reinvent clothes that you already have. And so I've been actually kind of getting into this in my personal life, just, you know, day to day going to the store or something, playing around with, you know, excessive layering, if you will. The problem is it doesn't always work, right? Because you're taking pieces of clothing that aren't necessarily supposed to go on top of each other, and then you're putting them on top of each other. And sometimes it doesn't work right. It doesn't fit right. It looks kind of off. It might feel kind of uncomfortable. But when it's done right, I think it's amazing. And I think it looks really cool. I think taking pieces of clothing that you already have in your closet and layering them on top of each other will never get old. You know, that's just reinventing the pieces that you have. And that's like the most magical thing about creating something new in your closet. And there's no better way to do that than to excessively layer. Okay. So I'm into it. But speaking of excessive layering, let's talk about the trend of wearing skirts and dresses over pants. This was another trend that when I first saw it, I thought it was ridiculous. Similar to the mini scarves. Okay. I was like, "Mm." I don't know, but I get it now. I don't know why. Again, I don't know why, but I actually have grown to be obsessed with it. I think it's really, really, really interesting and cute. And it allows you to wear a mini skirt when it's not mini skirt weather, which I think is kind of fun. Um, it adds so much dimension and texture to your bottom half, you know, I'm not opposed to it. I don't think that it's timeless. I do think that it's trendy because I don't know, it's a little silly looking, which is part of the appeal. It's definitely unnecessary, which I also think is part of the appeal. But as I mentioned earlier, you know, anything that isn't necessary or convenient tends to end up being trendy. So I don't think we're going to be obsessed with skirts and dresses over pants in five years. I think we're going to be over it and we're going to be repulsed by it a little bit. But I think that right now it's having a moment and as it should, because I actually think it's really cute and it's really fun and it adds a lot of dimension and texture, you know, and I think it's really cool, but I do think it's trendy. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. When you're feeling down, sometimes it's good to be alone, but talking can also be a big help. Keeping everything bottled up is not great for your health. It would cause me a lot of stress and anxiety. It's almost like, I use this metaphor a lot, but it's almost like carrying a backpack around. And when you have stuff bottled up, it gets added to the backpack. And when you talk about it, you get to take it out of the backpack. Now the backpack's a little bit lighter. Once I got older and I learned how to communicate, I never stopped because I like having an empty backpack. 
it just feels better and my quality of life is better. When you need to talk and need a safe space, I highly recommend therapy. It's a great way to work through whatever's bothering you in a judgment-free place. There's something really special about having a resource to talk to that is not involved in your life on a personal level. So if you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash anything. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try opening moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. Moving on. Unnecessary belts. Okay, this is this one I don't know yet if I get it. This one I'm not really feeling, but again, there's nothing wrong with it. I've been seeing people wearing like three belts at once, okay? So it's like someone will have a belt going through their pant loops, but then they'll also have a belt placed right above it that's like attached to nothing. It's just a belt. It's not holding any pair of pants up. It's not cinching in the waist of a shirt. It's just sitting there. I've also seen people, you know, wearing, say, a dress or something and then cinching the waist of the dress with like two or three belts that are like three separate belts that are completely different looking. They don't look the same or anything. This is bizarre to me, and I don't really understand it. And I definitely think it's trendy because it doesn't serve any purpose. You know, a belt that serves a purpose, timeless. End of story. Slapping on one belt for a touch of color, a little touch of texture uh, to cinch the waist to add some shape to your clothing. I don't know. That all makes sense to me. But having excessive amounts of belts, I just, (laughs) I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It looks goofy to me because it's so incredibly unnecessary. It's very maximalist, you know, uh, putting as many pieces of clothing on your body as you possibly can for an outfit. I see that. I feel that. I hear that. I understand the desire to sort of be maximalist and to try things that are avant-garde in a time when the trend cycles move so fast that you feel like you can never catch up and everything feels stale because everything feels like it's been done before. I understand that desire. But at the same time, I think more than one belt is a little unnecessary. So I'm not so into it, but also no judgment just saying. Next we have neckties. Neckties are a huge trend, you know, especially wearing neckties in a way that is not traditional, you know, wearing like a tank top 
in a jacket with like a necktie. You know, normally you'd see a necktie in a business setting, right? But now we're seeing people wearing neckties in much more casual ways with much more casual outfits. I think that this can work and look so cool sometimes. I I prefer a skinny necktie. I don't necessarily think it works always wearing like a big, wide, classic necktie with a casual outfit. I think that looks a little discombobulated in a way, but I think like a skinny necktie dressed in a more casual way, I'm into it. I'm into it. I just feel like throughout my whole life, neckties have always been there. And so I think now that we have sort of made them casual and we've figured out a way to make them casual and fun, I think they're going to become a timeless staple and accessory for years and years to come. You know, I I think they're timeless. They haven't really been worn in a casual way prior to now, as often anyway. I don't think it's ever been like a huge trend, although maybe it has been. I just don't necessarily remember that, but, or like remember seeing that. I think it's particularly a trend right now. That might be something that we've created in the 2020s, making neckties casual. Although I could be totally wrong. So again, uh, don't let me spread fake news, okay? Regardless though, I, I think neckties are timeless. I think that there's ways to do it in a casual way that work better than other ways. You know, skinny necktie versus really wide necktie. There's a difference there in my eyes, but I think that they're timeless. Next, we have metallic. Metallic is everywhere, I feel like. I remember the beginning of this year, I was walking down a street that had all the designer stores on it. You know, like there was Prada and Gucci and Chanel and all these Louis Vuitton, whatever. And in every window, I saw metallic. And I was like, whoa. Metallic is in, you know, like shiny silver, shiny gold. I think when done in a classy, in not too flashy way, it's timeless. And I think it's also really chic. I'm into the metallic, but when you lose me is when you put sequins or rhinestones on the metallic material. Something being shiny and metallic, love it. Some, but then there are times when it looks like shit. I don't know. Maybe I'm on, the, I'm on the fence. Okay, but let's get back to the rhinestones and the sequins. Rhinestones and sequins, no. Not timeless. They always look cheap to me. It's so rare that a sequin or a sparkle looks good to me that I would argue it is trendy and it is not timeless and there's virtually no way to do it right. I just don't, I never like it. Metallic, on the other hand, as long as there are no sequins or rhinestones, I'm into it. But also, I think the material that's used is important. Like, for example, 
a pair of spandex pants that are metallic versus a metallic handbag are very different. Like the metallic handbag is made out of nicer materials and it looks more well done, whereas a metallic pair of spandex pants looks cheap. So I think with metallic, you know, there's a fine line where it can look really good and then it can look really bad. And so I think when it's done well, it's timeless. But when it's done in a fast fashion, cheap way, it's not. It looks cheap and bad, you know? Could I argue that that applies to all of these things? Maybe. But then again, you could order a necktie on Amazon for 99 cents and it would have the same effect as a $600 one from Dior. You know, it doesn't matter. It's a fucking necktie. I mean, somebody looking up close might be able to tell the difference, but not really. There's something about metallic materials. It can look really flimsy and sort of not as enticing it kind of has to be made nicely. I'm not even saying it needs to be expensive, but it just needs to be made with care to a certain extent and with a type of material that's, you know, not just spandex or something. I don't know. Next, let's talk about baggy on baggy. So I'm talking about like a baggy sweater with a baggy skirt or like a baggy sweater with you know, baggy pants, baggy on baggy. I remember for years, everybody would always say like, big top, tight pants, or tight pants, big top. Like you always had to balance. So like if you were wearing a looser shirt, you had to wear tight pants. Or if you were wearing bigger, baggier pants, you needed to wear a tighter, more cinched sort of top. And that was how you like balanced your outfit, you know? But I'm starting to see now a lot of oversized, baggier silhouettes on top and bottom at the same time. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it. This is timeless to me. This is timeless to me. I love this. I love this being a trend. I love this being in. It's fucking comfortable. It's cute. It looks carefree and casual, yet cool. I'm into it. Like, you know, a nice loose sweater with like a long sort of flowy skirt. Oh, I love that. But I do think that there's something to be said for, you know, baggier clothing still fitting you properly because, you know, certain clothing has a baggy silhouette. Certain clothing has a tight silhouette. You know, they're supposed to fit baggy. They're supposed to fit tight. And so I think one misconception about oversized clothing is like, oh, it just needs to be a size too big or whatever. But you still kind of want clothes to fit you properly. So like there are clothes that are created to fit in a sort of looser, more oversized way. And that's more what I'm referring to here rather than, you know, buying clothes that are sizes too large. Like 
I remember it was a trend a few years ago to buy jeans from the thrift store that were way too big and then to take a shoelace and to tie the back of the jeans to sort of cinch the waist but give you this sort of shape of a looser jean, a looser pair of jeans. And like that to me isn't necessarily what I'm referring to here with like baggy on baggy. I'm less talking about taking clothing that are not that is not your size and making it your size and instead I'm talking about you know clothing that by nature has a looser fit and pairing those two things together. And listen, there's nothing wrong with you know altering clothes to make it fit you properly. Um even if you have to get a little crafty with it, like listen, there's nothing wrong with that. But when I'm talking about this trend in particular, that's not what I'm referring to. So I just wanted to make that clear. Moving on. Athletic sneakers with dainty skirts. Okay. I've been seeing a lot of people wearing, you know, Adidas Sambas or on, I don't know what those shoes are called. They're called like the Mexico, Mexico 66. Wait, there's this pair of shoes. You've definitely seen it. They're by the brand Onitsuka Tiger and they're the Mexico 66 and they're like kind of a retro sneaker. So anyway, it's the Mexico 66 and the Sambas, these sorts of retro kind of sneakers with like a dainty flowy skirt. So I'm imagining a skirt that, you know, reminds you maybe of Little House on the Prairie or it reminds you of, <laughs> you know, picking flowers in the field or something like that type of skirt with a sneaker. This is very 2020 era, you know, this is something that I doubt actually, honestly, it could be a nineties thing though. I feel like that's, I don't know if this has any roots in history. I'm not sure, but I think that it's trendy, but it's cute. Okay. I don't think it's timeless because it is kind of an unlikely pair, you know, like sneakers with a pair of jeans, sneakers with like a pair of Dickies. That's something that's more timeless, I would say. A flowy skirt with a pair of loafers, a flowy skirt with a pair of boots. That's something that's more timeless to me. I feel like we might look back at the sneakers with the dainty skirt and cringe at it later, but also I'm not fully convinced. I'm not sure because on their own, you know, like a dainty skirt and a pair of sneakers. I mean, they're classic closet staples, you know, they're not like a leg warmer where it's like, this doesn't really serve that much of a purpose. And it's kind of ridiculous, you know, a dainty skirt and a pair of sneakers, they're classic closet staples. So maybe we won't ever look back on that and cringe because it's comfortable and it is cute, at least to me right now, you know, it works. It has this cute sort of balance of high and low, right? Like the sneakers being low and the dainty skirt being high, like the skirt's a little bit more formal and a little bit more professional. And then the shoes are like a total casual chill vibe. And together they create this sort of balance that speaks to a lot of people today who enjoy 
being casual, but also enjoy wearing things that are fancy. Like I feel like people are loving mixing those things nowadays and expressing the two different sides of their personality. Like, yeah, I love wearing a dainty skirt, but I also don't want to wear heels with it. I want to wear my fucking sneakers with it. Why can't I have both? So I don't know. I'm actually on the fence if this is just trendy or if this is timeless. We'll have to see on that one. Next, we have motorcycle boots. These are huge, okay? You know, most popularly, we've been seeing the Mew Mew boots, motorcycle boots everywhere. They're really cute. I really like them. They are classic to me and they are timeless to me. Now, a motorcycle boot is timeless, similar to a ballet flat, but the way that we style it can sometimes be trendy. Like I remember the last time motorcycle boots were in, it was like maybe 2008 or something. And I remember my mom was wearing them and she was wearing like, you know, like skinny jeans and like an Ed Hardy zip up. And like, that was not timeless. You know what I'm saying? That was scary 2008 behavior that we probably will return to at some point, but you get my point. Uh, but then fast forward to like 2015 and, you know, motorcycle boots were still kind of in, in their own way because we were wearing sort of motorcycle boots with like an American apparel tennis skirt and a black turtleneck. And that was the motorcycle boots moment of the 2015s of it all. And then now, you know, we're wearing motorcycle boots with just about anything. I think the moral of the story is motorcycle boots are timeless, but the way that we style them is trendy. I can't quite pinpoint how people are styling them right now because I've seen it done in so many different ways, but I do think that they're timeless. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Imagine you find something that you love. Maybe you see your friend wearing a cool t-shirt and you're like, oh, I want that. And then they give you the website and you go onto it and it just doesn't feel quite right. That doesn't make you want to buy that t-shirt. A good website is crucial when it comes to selling your product or a brand. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. It's okay if you don't know the first thing about design. You can choose from professionally curated layouts with the Squarespace blueprint. Squarespace even has AI that can help you kickstart or update your website copy. If you're selling products, Squarespace makes checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment methods. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code EMMA. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. At eBay, authentic is always in season. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means their handbag experts are making sure your arm candy is nothing short of the real thing. They're checking all the details from the leather to the logo, carry-all or clutch. We all love a handbag that turns heads. Knowing it's the real deal makes it that much sweeter. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you'll carry with confidence Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Next, we have leopard. 
Apparently, leopard print is all the rage. Okay, I've been seeing it everywhere. And to be honest, I'm not into it. I think it is not working. I may have just grown up watching too much Jersey Shore. And I may have grown up just seeing Snooki wearing leopard print. And that might have traumatized me or something. Or changed my opinion on it permanently. But I feel like when it comes to animal prints, it always feels sort of cheap. And I have a hypothesis about why, but I don't know if it's true. But this is my hypothesis. You know, back in the day, the rich and famous used to wear lots of animal skins, you know, whether it was crocodile or it was leopard or it was God knows what, snake skin, whatever. That was very popular as a sign of status. And then naturally it became sort of a trend to wear animal prints because it was a sign of status. It was a sign of status back in the day because it was difficult to get access to leopard skin and it was very expensive, right? But obviously not everyone can have leopard skin to wear. Not everybody can have snake skin to wear because it's expensive and it's hard to get. And now, you know, there's a lot less availability because, you know, there's regulations to these things now. We can't just go and buy animal skins like we used to. There's regulations now, I would imagine. So my point is, I think animal print is probably rooted in the status that came with wearing furs back in the day in the rich and admirable wearing furs. But when you just wear like cheetah print or leopard print or whatever, see, here's why I'm conflicted about this. Like, I don't think it's good to wear leopard skin. Okay. Like I don't think it's good to wear a leopard coat, right? I'm, I don't necessarily condone that at all. I don't condone that at all. You know, I think that's bad. But at the same time, I think that in order for leopard print to look chic and sophisticated, it would almost have to be that. Because I think that printing it onto cotton looks cheap. But if it were to be actual furry leopard skin, see, but I don't even like to admit that. Like, I actually feel guilty admitting that. I don't, I'm not going to go out and buy a leopard coat. I'll tell you that. But do you see what I'm saying? I think leopard print doesn't work because it's trying to be something that it isn't. That's just my hypothesis. And I could be wrong, but I think leopard print is trendy. I think that it's too bold and too bright and too consistent to a point where we get fatigued by it after every few years, you know? It's such a distinct pattern that after a few years, we don't want to see it anymore. And then a few years later, it comes back into the rotation and we're like, all right, we'll give it another chance. But I think any pattern that becomes trendy will not last forever because patterns are so fatiguing. You get fatigued by a pattern. 
so I think patterns tend to be trendy because we just get sick of them if they get overdone, you know? Next, I've been seeing a lot of knee-length shorts with boots. I love this because it's like summertime fashion where you don't feel too exposed. I'm so glad that short shorts, like super short shorts, aren't really trendy anymore. You know, we're kind of in this time of longer denim shorts, looser denim shorts, pairing them with boots, you know, pairing them with sneakers, whatever. I love it. I think it's great. It's more comfortable. It allows more summer fun to happen. You know, when you're wearing tight, short shorts, you can't move around. You're like stuck in these shorts. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm just remembering eighth grade and when I was wearing tiny little Abercrombie shorts that my cousins handed me down and I felt like a baddie, that's for sure. But I also was constantly fearful that like my butt crack would fall out or something. Like it was just, you know, I didn't feel secure in them. Specifically talking about knee length shorts with boots, I think this is really cute. And again, I think it's timeless. This wasn't necessarily something that was in when I was, say, in middle school, even in high school, but I don't think we're ever going to look back at knee length shorts with boots and think that that's cringe because long shorts are timeless on their own and boots are timeless on their own. So I think together they're timeless and I don't think we're ever going to cringe at it. Next, let's talk about the platform Uggs. Listen, I love Uggs so much. I love Ugg boots. Okay. I love them. I love them. I love them. They're so comfortable. I think that they're cute. I think that they're simple. They're effective. I love them. Okay. But the platform Ugg boots, we are going to cringe at that in a year. I'm actually shocked that they even lasted this long where people are still like obsessed over them, like need to find them, need to order them, need to have them. I get it. I love a platform shoe. It gives me some height. It makes my legs look longer. But I think the thing that's going to make these feel trendy rather than kind of timeless is the fact that they became this viral moment where everybody was talking about them. Everybody needed to have them. And I think that that's going to create this sort of fatigue where it's like, wow, everyone has these shoes. Now I never want to see them again. Ugg boots, like standard Ugg boots, honestly, I think the classic short Ugg boots are timeless. I think the other pairs, you know, the ones that go up to your knee, the ones that have the little button, the ones that have the little bow, Those are all trendy to me. The platform pair, trendy to me. The classic short Ugg boot, that is timeless to me. I really don't think that those are ever going to be out of style again. Like I think we'll always be able to get away with wearing those without anyone cringing, I think. But any other pair other than the classic short pair, no. Trendy, we're going to cringe at it later. We've cringed at Ugg boots before, okay? Ugg boots were huge in like the 2010s. Then we all hated them. Now they're back. I think they're going to be out again. 
but I think the classic pairs will be fine. Like those will stand the test of time. But I think the more stylized Ugg boots, eh, I don't know. Next, trench coats. There has been a huge explosion of trench coats, but I'm going to keep this short and sweet, okay? A trench coat is so incredibly timeless and classic that it almost shouldn't even be a part of this conversation. Now, I brought it up because they are very trendy right now, but they are just a part of humanity at this point, a trench coat, a part of humanity. I love a trench coat. I think they're amazing. I just started wearing them this past year. I didn't really care for them before, but I think that they're great. And I think that they're just a part of humanity. We can't escape them. Last but not least, capris. Capris to me are trendy. And the reason for that is they're not flattering most of the time. It's very rare that you'll find a pair of capris, you know, that work. I don't look good in a capri, okay? I don't look good in a capri. If you don't know what capris are, they're pants that cut off right under your knee, okay? So they're not a short, they're not a long pant, they're a capri. They're so hard to style and they're so hard to make look cool and good. It's possible, but it's so hard and it's so rare that it works that I would say that they're trendy because they're just an awkward cut of pant. Like they're just, they just fit awkwardly on almost everyone. And they're so hard to get right that I think that they're trendy for that reason and that reason alone. Capris are very hit or miss. I've seen them be really cute and I've seen them be an absolute tragedy, especially on myself. Whenever I try on a capri, I'm like, wow, I'm never doing that again. That was really unfortunate. But then every once in a while, I'll try it again or something and I'll be like, that works. Anyway, that's all I got for today. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you had fun. I love that I just talked about fashion for, you know, 40 minutes while wearing a Napoleon Dynamite zip up, but it is what it is. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Check out Chamberlain Coffee if you want. You can use code AG15 for a little discount. I make new episodes every Thursday and every Sunday, so come hang out if you had a good time today, and I'll talk to you later.